Sorry, I cannot even come close to quoting the Sermon on the Mount like Kate and Scott, so I have to have some notes. <laughs> they are amazing. I want to be like them. Um, today I want to talk to you about how we can get in a rat race of life and taking time for relationships and friendships. And I speak this to myself for sure, just slowing down and learning to have bucket fillers and also be a filler for someone else's bucket. Um, I think we can get caught up. How many of you were in a dead sprint to get here today? <laughs> uh, but some of you may be in a very calm or quiet phase of life right now, and that's awesome. Um, I just, I know we can be guilty of getting in that rat race of life where we're just spinning and spinning our wheels and really not getting anywhere. Um, the term rat race came over almost 100 years ago, and it's about racing hearts, racing minds that can't shut off to sleep, um, staying so busy and keeping our schedules so full that we can't slow down and we can't be still and know that He is God, as we read in Psalm 4610. Um, I know in crises we can slow down because um, we're, we're forced to, or when we get stuck in a blizzard, we're forced to slow down. And that's kind of almost refreshing at times, even though you're in the midst of a possible crisis or something that's not great, you're forced to slow down and smell the roses. Um, I remember um, a time of crisis in our life when our oldest daughter, Mallory, had her brain bleed and we were just standing there in the ER that night in shock. And this little lady that is the only lady we've never been able to find after all this, when we've gone back through to thank them and hug them, this is the one lady we've never located. And I know she was real, or at least I think she was. <laughs> but while Marae was in the room and they're cutting off jerseys and starting to try to bring her back to life, um, a little lady walks up and says, this was the newspaper clipping today. And she hands it to me, and I still carry it in my wallet everywhere I go. And it says, be still know that I am God. I will be exalted and among the earth and among the nations. And so um, that's a special verse, and I need to listen to it more. But this little lady just handed me this newspaper clipping and grabbed uh, me and Macy, who was crying and hanging onto my leg, and just prayed with us and said, be still and know that he is God. And that was powerful. That was a powerful moment. Um, but anyway, how many of you have ever experienced not being able to shut off your minds at night and just racing hearts, even throughout the day, rapid heart rates, because you've got so much to get done and so little time. And I think we all can be guilty of this. I know I can. Um, but rat race goes back to... There's this competitive, repetitive action. And it's like a do all of this in a 24-hour period, rinse, repeat. And it's this exhausting, um, tireless way of never getting what you're working for. And it might be that one piece of cheese, and it might be that bigger paycheck or that promotion or something that you're looking to get, but it's like this repetitive routine. And what it does with all the time and energy spent to try to get ahead and try to meet all the demands your daily life has, 
There's no time left for leisure, for meditating, for taking a walk, for getting together with friends, for coffee and conversation, like Dr. McDowell did, which was awesome. We all enjoyed. Um, for lunch, um, there's just no time to work on your mental, physical, and spiritual health. And so, someone long ago observed a 24-hour period of a rat and started off in a restaurant. I, I always think of Ratatouille. Do you all remember that little movie? <laughs> it was so cute. Anyway, um, started off in a restaurant and watched him staking out all day. How am I going to get to that piece of cheese when that person drops it? I, how am I going to scurry under that table? How am I going to get there? And then spends all day, and then finally, no food dropped. Everybody ate all their food. I mean, imagine that. And, but they ended up going for the trash can because he saw the plates being scraped off into the trash can. And so staking out now to watch how he could get to the trash can. So you're looking at now 10, 12 hours into the day. Um, so how can I get that out of the trash can? Well, things were starting to clear out. The waitresses and waiters, most of them had gone home, the cooks. So he's like, I'm about to get this. All of a sudden, the worker that was part of the cleanup crew that was left grabs the trash bag and takes it out to the dumpster. Well, luckily, the door swung open very wide. So he scurries out, hides under the dumpster. It's like, okay, perfect. I am finally going to get this cheese that I know was on those plates that I was smelling and I was seeing. So um, lo and behold, he's there under the dumpster waiting. And all of a sudden, meow, 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 tons of alley cats appear. And now he has to scurry in between two buildings in this little crevice to watch for them to leave so he can get in that dumpster and get that trash and get that cheese. Well, guess what? That was an all-night thing, and they were, he noticed the cats were quiet now. I guess they were fat and full and happy and gone. And all of a sudden, the loudest ruckus and the loudest beeping noises you've ever heard. Here comes the trash truck dumping all that was in the dumpster that he was after for this 24-hour period. All of this time and energy spent, no piece of cheese. So do any of you ever feel this way? Like you're just running and running and hustling and you feel your heart beating faster and your mind not shut off and you really, we all long for restful legs, not restless legs at night. We all long for a peaceful mind that shuts off and allows us to get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> How many of you get eight hours of sleep? One. <laughs> Only one. That's how busy we are. Um, so where is our time for sleep? Where is our time for working on our mental, social emotional and physical and spiritual health. There's not much left in a day. Um, I know we all have our priorities, and hopefully, and, and, and I point the finger at me, can get these very distorted at times. But hopefully my goal is God and church and Mare, my husband, and our kids and grandkids and all the activities that come with our kids and all the demands that we have to meet every day that come from our kids, but so much joy as well. Um, and then we all have our jobs. <laughs> That's kind of a priority. And that takes, what, anywhere from 6 to 12 hours a day? 
how many of you more than 12 hours sometimes with your mind? And good, honesty, good. Um, so where do we fit in fellowship and time for friendships? How many of you in this room have had an old friend you've really been trying to get together with for lunch or golf or just take a walk or talk or coffee? How many of you and you just haven't had time? How about um, a new friend or someone that you've just recently connected with and you're, you're like, I have one of those right now that I'm, you know, got together with her for the first time about four weeks ago. We said, let's do this again in a week or two. And busy schedules have prevented us from doing that. And so I think what I would like to do is challenge us to make time for fellowship, friends, and bucket fillers. And that means um, three Fs, fellowship, friends, and it can be family too because our family is our friend. Um, my family is some of my best friends I've ever had. So, and then um, it could be food or just filling each other's buckets. So when you get together with a friend, it blesses you, it fills your bucket, it brings joy to your heart, and it allows you time to unplug from all the other things we're doing during the day. Um, and it also fills their bucket, the, the gift and the fruits that can come from fellowship with friends. So I have a challenge for us. Let's try for the rest of the summer to get together with one friend a week, whether it's lunch, uh, coffee and conversation. That was so awesome. Uh, tea time. And I'm, I'm thinking HTO or tea to go, but I know some of you... <laughs> This could mean the golf course, and that's great too. That'll, that'll give you more hours together. So, um, but I just want to challenge us. Um, there's a few verses that come to mind, and um, a friend loveth at all times, Proverbs 17, 17. And um, iron shop, sharpens iron as one man sharpens another, Proverbs 27, 17. And I think of um, how great is it to have friends that you have worked on these relationships and you've spent time with that you would lay down your life for them? How many of you have those kind of friends you would lay down your life for them? I'm sure we all do have that special friend and, and hopefully even more than just one. But in John 15, 13, we're, taught, we're told about how great of a gift that is that you would lay down your life for a friend. So... I, I challenge us to work on things that help us to not be anxious um, and with prayer and petition, give us time for that. And in every situation, we're thankful, and sometimes that's hard. But um, I do have something to relate this to. Um, our oldest two, Mallory and Peyton, um, Mallory went here through the ESS um, department, and Peyton went here through the business, and they both love this place and so does our youngest Macy and she's kind of changed majors a few times but she is just my free-spirited loves everybody really loves animals and and so she's wanted to do this and then this and then she's like oh this sounds great animal science I'm gonna stick here <laughs> so anyway uh, all three love this place with all their heart it's a very very special place And the people here are like no other. And God is working in this place. But 
keep that in mind every day. Please remember that. And um, a story I wanted to share with you. Mallory and Peyton had the privilege of going to Rwanda, Africa in June, right after Peyton graduated of 2015. And he had just gotten through with his all-nighter from graduation at Lever Christian High School and um, was exhausted and then headed into a, about a 20-hour plane ride and <laughs> maybe longer. Um, so he got there kind of tired, but he said, both of them said, we were so filled with energy because when we got there, <laughs> the people, the people were amazing. And um, there was no rush. Everyone stopped on the street with the biggest, hugest smiles. And they had time. They were not rushing off like, hey, how are you doing? And keep going. It was, let's have time to connect and communicate and fellowship together. 20, 30-minute conversations. She, she remembers a time that her and Coach Murray went on a jog and... Um, I think of God's goodness through this too because um, this was a few months before her AVM ruptured and she was so far away and she was jogging and God, God knew that Coach Lawrence needed to rope her in to play volleyball here so that she would be in Wichita Falls that night so that Dr. Thomas with God and the other people that were involved could save her life. God knew that ahead of time. But... Peyton has mentioned to me before, I'm so thankful that didn't happen on the plane or while we were in Africa, Mom. God was really in control there. And um, He is in control of our lives. And the people in Africa really do get that. And sometimes I think we might get it wrong over here at times. I know people that have gone to Spain really praise that siesta two-hour rest time where the world shuts down over there. And that what a gift that is to just shut off your minds and shut off your busy schedules for two hours. I think it's two hours. Heather, am I right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she knows. Um, but I've just heard Anderson, Rob Anderson really praised that too. Um, but everybody that's gone. And the, another thing about Africa is they freely worship. They danced around the room singing praises. And Mallory and Peyton said, thanking God for three to four hours and just no time limit. They weren't watching the clock to get beat the lunch rush to furs. Well, there's no furs anymore. Uh, <laughs> grandies. Oh, yeah, there's no grandies. That, that was our stomping grounds when our kids were little. But anyway, wherever you want to go, there was no watching the clock. They don't even wear watches. It doesn't matter. When the sun comes up, they get to work. And when the sun goes down, they rest. And so... Um, they weren't complaining about how hot it was during this three to four hour worship of dancing around a room. They weren't complaining like, I'm 50 and I'm hot all the time. And so I'd be having a giant fan and trying to plug it in somewhere. And my husband blows fans in my face all the time. So you've got to have this air on your face. Anyway, they weren't complaining about all that. They were just freely worshiping, praising God and thanking God with all they had. They had no idea where their next meal came from. But they had joy from Christ. They had true joy and happiness. And they had hope that came from Jesus. And all the little angels that uh, visit over there and bless their lives. And um, anyway, I just challenge us to get to a steady state of our hearts are not 
rapid heart rates and racing away from us, night our, and daytime both. Our minds are not racing at night and all through the day. And we don't have restless legs. We are having peaceful minds and restless and joyful hearts. And joy can come from being thankful from what we already have instead of racing to get that bigger piece of cheese that the rats are after. Um, but anyway, I just want to leave us with that and challenge us to do this every week. Make time with an old friend, a new, or someone you'd like to meet and connect with, even if it's just an hour, and it'll become a habit. And maybe we'll keep it up moving forward in the fall and for the rest of our lives. Maybe it'll become a life habit, but let's have fellowship and friendships and get our buckets filled and fill others' buckets. And we'll end with a prayer. <clears throat> God, we thank you so much for this time here together today. I'm so thankful for every one of these beautiful people standing here. I'm so thankful for friendships and fellowship. And I'm so thankful that you allow us avenues of filling our buckets and helping us to fill other people's buckets. I'm so thankful for prayer and that we can come to you to get peaceful minds and restful legs and joyful, thankful hearts and that you will help us and that you will give us what we need to meet the demands that every day throw at us. And we're grateful to have the help that you give us to meet these demands. And we thank you so much for all you do for us. Thank you for LCU and help us um, as a family, a Christ-centered family, to continue to do great things and, and bring these students in that we get to love and that we get to appreciate and get to know. What a blessing. What a beautiful place this is. And we thank you for the gift that is found here that is a commonality and that we all love your son and we all want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to all those that we come in contact with here every day. Help us to rest and help us to make time for friendships and help us to enjoy the gift of fellowship. We are so grateful for your son and there is nothing more important and no better gift than the gift of Jesus and the salvation and hope that we have in him and the peace that we can find only in him. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for this beautiful day and help us to go make it a great day. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.